G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yeah, one of my favourite parts of every day is the panel, and I'm pleased to say today we are joined by uh, Aidan McLaughlin out of a relatively sunny Havelock North, and uh, Mark Watson, I'm not quite sure where the weather is, uh, where you are, Mark, at the moment, what it's like, but uh, there's some interesting things to talk about, gentlemen, uh, including, uh, shall we start with golf this morning, uh, Mark Watson and Cameron Smith, the worst-kept secret um, in uh, World Golf uh, has now officially defected to Live Golf, which uh, I think has rocked the world a wee bit because he was so popular not that long ago. Yeah, look, I think it's um, it's it's, yeah, it's shaken up golf, hasn't it? It's um, showing the power of money. It's an interesting decision for these players to sort of um, take the money. I guess. I mean, we've spoken previously. I I'm a big one, and I'm a big one in legacy. I'm a big one in. Um, chasing history, I guess. And I, I guess the danger when you suddenly sign contracts worth $100 million, where's the incentive to train hard now? Where is the incentive to put your head down and really try and chase that and earn the living? Does not just a little bit of complacency start to creep and everything's just a little bit too comfortable? There doesn't appear to be any sort of jeopardy anymore. Um, but look, you'd like to think in time that somehow they're going to find some middle ground here. I, I mean, competition's a good thing, I think, in any marketplace, but the sort of money they're throwing around is just just absolutely ridiculous. And, um, oh, yeah, oh, I, as I said to you before, Smithy, I just don't know how big your house needs to be, how many bedrooms you need, how many cars you need. Um, there are just certain things money cannot buy, and that is, you know, things like the Players' Championship, um, things like the FedEx, etc. Um, some of the great tournaments outside of the Grand Slams. Yeah, well, you're talking history there, you're talking legacy, Mark, and that's the thing. Aidan McLaughlin, uh, good morning to you. Um, you know, uh, this is uh, now um, the more and more players that go across, uh, of course. But having said that, uh, since they probably signed the dotted line, uh, the PGA has counted it uh, in particular with some uh, sizable increases in stakes and uh, less commitment from the players to, have to actually have to earn that money in a lot of areas. So... Uh, the counter probably a, a little bit too late for Cameron Smith in this latest crop? Yeah, a little bit. As you said in your opening, it's uh, the worst kept secret possibly in sport, never mind golf. Um, so we're all waiting for the day that it would become official. Um, I think I think the issue with, with Cam Smith moving across is he's a guy who's he's only 29 years old. He's at number two in the world. He's just won a major. Um, a lot of the other people that have uh, defected uh, for want of a better word, uh, the likes of Westwood and Poulter and Garcia, well, they're past their prime. You know, this is uh, this sounds a bit extreme, but it's their retirement fund, isn't it? You know, uh, although an extreme retirement fund. But when someone like Smith moves across, then that's when the PGA, etc., have to be worried, and that's obviously why they've started to react in the way they have. And you know, McElroy and Woods came out last week and uh, announcing new initiatives and new formats of. Uh, of play, so yeah, the fight backs on from the PGA. 
Mark Watson, what was your gut reaction at full time on Saturday night and what are you expecting going forward out of the All Blacks? Oh, I was just, yeah, just, just disappointed, just oh, devastated. I mean, it's Argentina. I had no disrespect to them, but as I sort of said over the weekend, um, you know, when you think of Argentinian rugby, you don't really sort of think of professional leagues, um, you know, they other than what a couple of years ago, never beaten us. Um, you know, we're a nation that, you know, we always find the ten reasons. We've got so much depth historically. We always find the reason why players are not good enough. Where other countries that don't have so much depth just give the reasons why a player is good enough. Look, look I, I just think that Ian Foster does just need to resign. I just can't see any other solution here. I think New Zealand rugby have backed themselves into a corner. Um, I don't think they're going to get out of it. You know, we've always said that one player is no is no big. You know, no no one is bigger than the game, and I I think you got to apply that to your coaching. Uh, look, I you know they they're happy. They seem to think it's okay now to lose games and experiment as long as we win the World Cup. I mean, that's pretty much what they've said. That's pretty much the way it's going to go if we continue. And so, look, I I, I just want to see. Um, I, I I just want to see guys like Stephen Perifita start at first five this week. Then I want to see. Um, you know, a real change. Um, Braden Enor coming at centre. Uh, let's go and put Will Jordan at fullback. Let's put a Kirawani back out on the wing. Um, Hoskins at two to at eight. Let's just make the changes then. If, if this is the mindset, if this is the mentality. Uh, incredibly disappointing though. We're, we're just undoing our legacy. And um, yeah, you know, you, you can't just gamble once every four years. As I say, Smith, Las Vegas wasn't built on winners. And, and it, yeah, we just, it's just disappointing. The whole thing's a disaster. Aiden, uh, from uh, your point of view, of course, um, uh, what are you, what are you, what have you made of this this whole thing, and and what would you do uh, this weekend? I mean, um, it, my policy is this: it, let's find something. If we're going to lose, let's find something out um, rather than let's confirm something. In other words, let's make some changes. Uh, let's just see where we're at, and if we discover a side that puts it all together at pace. Um, and, and plays out of their skin, all of a sudden you're creating competition within the group. Some older guys are saying, oh, hell, that guy's not too bad after all, is he? And he's got my spot. Um, and just see where the hunger still lies within the older guys. I mean, what are we looking to achieve this week in your mind? Well, first of all, I think going back to Saturday, I think the, 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 the saddest thing about Saturday was that when Argentina took a seven-point lead, I personally didn't see the All Blacks coming back to win that game. Um, in years gone by, you know, you would have always thought that the All Blacks are going to rally here, it's going to it's going to be a spark of magic, even if they haven't had the best of the game, that they're going to find a way to win. But now, when they're in that position, you just don't really see it happening, and that, that's really sad. Um, in terms of the, the next steps forward, well, I, I think like most people, I would like to see a complete refreshing of the, of the 23 on Saturday and just let these... Youngsters have a go. I mean, if Perifet is uh, worthy of being on the bench, then he was worthy of 10 or 15 minutes at the weekend and he's worthy of a start. Um, I'd have Geordie Barrett at second five. Um, I'd have Will Jordan at fullback, like many people. Uh, and I'd be freshening up that, um, the composition of that, uh, that back row as well. I think if, if you're in a position where you, you're stumbling from game to game and you're losing more than you're winning as they are at the moment then things clearly aren't working. Um, so you've got to freshen it up. You've got to give these, these guys a chance. Uh, but unfortunately, I think, you know, in 25 hours' time or whenever the, the, the team's going to be announced, I think we'll just get more of the same. You know, I think Brody will probably come back in and start. 
Um, and maybe Scott Barrett might you know, move to the back row. I'm not quite sure. But apart from that, I think there'll be very few changes. And that's, that's the disappointing thing, really. It's, it's just time to give some, some others a go. Sure is. It absolutely sure is. I think it's got to be a week of that. It's got to be. 10.31 here on SENZ. We'll take a, a very quick break for the news. And when we return, more from uh, Aidan McLaughlin and Mark Watson in part two of the panel. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Mark Watson and Aidan McLaughlin with us this morning. Uh, Aidan, uh, the World Cup uh, preparations in terms of the Rugby World Cup in France have taken a bit of a hit uh, just recently because uh, their chief, Claude Asher, has been suspended for corrupt allegations. Uh, he's, uh, he heads the group known as G. IP France 2023, which is the organising side of things, is uh, being suspended uh, because employees of that particular group have suffered panic attacks, burnout amid humiliating verbal abuse among 15 testimonies was an account of a victim actually urinating on themselves out of shock. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, and this has been this has taken a wee while, uh, really, for for this action to be taken. It's a couple of months since there was a report in uh, L'Equipe, uh, the the prominent French uh, newspaper publication, um, where these uh, allegations, uh, testimonies, if you like, were were first uh, brought up. Uh, and here we are, two months later, and it's actually the French sports ministry that's taken this action. So it's not World Rugby. Um, they seem to have just sat on the, the, the sidelines and waited for the French sports ministry to, um, to to make this decision. Clearly, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the background over the last two months. Um, but first and foremost, it's uh, the, the, the allegations of this type of behaviour just seem absolutely appalling. Um, so I think it's probably fair to say that uh, Miss Asher will, will not be... Uh, doing too much more with regards to this tournament. I think that's a, a fairly a good assessment. By and large, if they reappoint them after that, I'll be absolutely staggered. Um, it's a day-by-day process, um, Mark Watson, for uh, the Serena Williams farewell at the US Open, surviving the first round. Now she has to play uh, the number two seed, Annette uh, Convey, which doesn't augur well for her. Uh, Serena Williams, um, if she does go and she uh, ended the court with a lot of palaver yesterday, uh, what will be missing from tennis in your mind uh, once she goes? Oh, I think consistency at the top. I think I think what women's tennis is struggling with at the moment is there, there's not one player that, or two, three players that have really taken control in terms of the world rankings. And I think men have really benefited from a group of three or four. And I think women's tennis was stronger when you did have Serena and Venus and you go back and you had the Navratilovas and you've had the likes of the Steffi Grafs and uh, those types of players. Uh, look, I think they changed the game. They brought a physicality to women's tennis that hasn't been seen, both the Williams sisters. Uh, you know, her place in history, does she go down as the greatest? Well, I, I think sometimes you need a decade for people to reflect and look back and sort of break all of that down. Um, but look, I think she's certainly broken through some barriers too in terms of saying, hey, look, this is not predominantly a, a European game. Here is an opportunity now for African-Americans to take up a sport, which was probably historically very much, you know, a, a slightly sort of elitist uh, white sport, if I can say that. And I think history proves that. So, yeah, look, good luck to her. And I think she's entitled to a farewell. Um, clearly, she's got through the first round. Um, they've also got the doubles to come. 
come as well with her sister, and it's pretty much where it all started for them. And yeah, like anything, um, one of the great chapters and one of the great eras in women's sports about to come to an end, and I think it's going to take some time for the next great to establish themselves, and tennis will be hoping that it won't take too long, though. Oh, look, I, I totally agree. Now, now for me, uh, Aidan McLaughlin, this is a dynasty. The Williams family is a dynasty. I mean, you, you don't make um, movies, Netflix movies, Netflix series, etc., about a family unless they have created some sort of impression in any form of uh, sport or whatever. And, uh, of course, we've had that with Richard Williams, the dad, um, and uh, the controversial way that uh, these girls were brought into tennis, the way he was received on uh, is, is in the various uh, parts of the tour. Um, so it, it has been a hell of a story. Uh, Venus is sort of slowly fading away in, in her own right. But when Serena goes, what will it mean uh, to you, Aidan McLaughlin? Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty much half of my life that I've been watching the, the Williams sisters play tennis, you know. So um, it, it's it's a big part of the game. As Mark says, they, they leave an amazing legacy. Uh, you know, when you look at the whole story, not just their talent and the way that they've developed and won title after title after title, but just their background, as you say, their father. Um, and... Outside of the game, you know, they're absolute, especially Serena, is an absolute icon. You know, people who have no interest in tennis, they know who Serena Williams is uh, and they admire her and what she stands for um, outside of the game. You know, uh, so, so I think not only will, they, uh, will she leave uh, a, a sizable gap on the court, uh, but off the court as well, um, she will now move on and people will still know Serena Williams for everything she does outside the game going forward. Yeah, and uh, there's been two or three ugly in, um, incidents as well and I'm, I'm not sure people, uh, Aidan, will ever really uh, forgive her over the Naomi Osaka incident uh, when she surprisingly lost that uh, Grand Slam to her. And I, I, I just wonder if Naomi Osaka uh, has been able to forget it, if that was any influence on the mental issues she's had within the game. Well, uh, to be honest, I think a lot of people have forgiven and certainly forgotten about those incidents. I mean, I haven't, you haven't, a lot of people who watch the game haven't. But um, I think those people that perhaps don't have that immediate love for tennis and just see her um, as more of a, a personality and an inspiration to them, They've forgiven those things very quickly. Um, as for Osaka, well, she, I think, I certainly didn't help, um, but I th do think that plenty more has happened since then that would indicate that she, you know, she does have these um, these issues uh, that she 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 has to work through. Um, but uh, but certainly it didn't help that incident. It was it was really awful to watch at the time. Interesting times for um, New Zealand cricket. I think world cricket has uh, tasted this before now, but um, it's interesting, Mark, to, when you look at uh, now Trent Bolt has um, had his uh, central contract uh, torn up, basically, so he can pursue individual interests around T20 cricket, uh, or white ball cricket in particular. Uh, now we see Colin de Gronholm has actually um, entered into an agreement without getting permission to do so because he is centrally contracted to New Zealand cricket. Uh, one, that's interesting from Colin's point of view. Two, Mark, and two, do you see this as a trend now um, for cricketers in New Zealand to explore? Yeah, look, I think what you'll see is I think the days will go by. We, I just don't think you'll see a lot of cricketers going past, say, 40, 50 tests. Um, 
you know, one-day careers that might go past 100 games before suddenly um, the money side of it and becoming the gun for hire actually becomes um, as important to them. Look, you don't have any monetary value internationally until you've achieved something internationally. So the international game will always have interest early. I, I, I think the childhood dream of playing for your country. Uh, again, I go back to the golf discussion. You know, for me... Um, the childhood dream was always the black singlet and the silver fern in some form, something that you've achieved, um, Ian, and you've left a legacy. And as we've said before, you know, you, because of your legacy, that phone's never stopped ringing. And so you might not necessarily have that short-term cash grab, but you make a living based on that legacy. And I think that's just something that players sometimes need to be reminded of, particularly by players' associations, by agents. But... Yeah, look, Test cricket, I think, um, you know, we've got this Test Championship now. Australia and England are really fortunate because they've got the ashes. But, you know, what what does New Zealand have um, that's really, really meaningful in Test cricket that's going to change the mood of a nation that's going to lead to street parades? Well, you know, maybe beating Australia in Australia, but the regularity of that is not enough. And so, you know, I think to keep players in the game and to keep them interested and to... Um, you know, remind them that your greatness is measured by what you do in Test cricket. I, I, I think there needs to be more work done there to bring just to bring some meaning back to what Test cricket is all about. I think we're a better cricketing nation, uh, Aidan, uh, across the board than the West Indies. I think our results prove that. But one of the reasons why is because they have been um, robbed, robbed um, by T20 markets around the world, T20 competitions. I mean. The top-level players have chosen to go that way, and Chris Gale was, I think, with a forerunner to that. But uh, we're not that far behind uh, if they start. We start losing players at a regular rate, um, and we could expo- be exposed in the same way. So, whilst it's not panic stations yet, there are signs, aren't they? There, Aiden. Oh, I think there are. But equally, uh, you know, as Mark mentioned, to. to get yourself in the shop window for those big tournaments, um, you've got to perform it on the international stage first. So if we see some star performers for the Black Caps in the upcoming T20 World Cup, then that's going to uh, have a few people in the IPL um, interested. And in other leagues, they'll be, they'll be looking at those players. But you've got to establish yourself first in the domestic game, then the international game, and then the rewards can come later in your career. I think I, I still think that's the case. I mean, Trent Bolt's 33. Um, he's had a great international career, and now he's, he's looking to the future. Colin de Granholm is 36. So I think, you know, potentially the time to start worrying is when we see people in their mid, mid-20s uh, looking at these options pretty quickly after they've had a good run of performances. Um, you know, I, I guess you, you could look at the likes of Adam Milne, uh, Lockie Ferguson, but equally their bodies... Um, I've probably let them down when it comes to being able to play the longer form of the game for their country. So slightly different scenarios there. But oh, it's something that New Zealand Cricket and the Players Association have to keep an eye on, isn't it? It really is. Because before you know it, it could change quite quickly. Mark, uh, in terms of um, one of your great loves, uh, endurance running, endurance sport, etc., what's on the radar at the moment? Is it, things gone, is it a bit of a, a tapering off time? Yeah, look, I, I think it is. I mean, there's obviously IAAF and Diamond League um, meets going on. Um, I, I think for, from a New Zealand point of view, I think it's really just seen how the likes of Sam Tamar, Sam 
Tanner kick on. You know, I thought he was the standout performance um, at the Commonwealth Games, you know, running faster at 21, running faster than Walker and Snell. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's now just, and I know it's sort of more triathlon, but Hayden Wild, a very, very good runner in his own right. And it's just an opportunity to see how Zoe Hobbs kick on and, and how perhaps the funding model in this country perhaps um, changes or maybe addresses it or what's required to get these athletes to that next level. Um, but yeah, I mean, now the build-up, you know, you start to really look towards Paris. Um, you know, we've got more athletes heading off to the collegiate system in the States. You know, clearly for Sam Tanner, that didn't work. Um, he's come back. But w- what I just like is we've just, you know, you've got Geordie Beamish. You've just got such a depth now in 1,500 metre running and middle distance running. And that's, you know, people are starting to believe again that, hey, you can do it out of New Zealand. So, um yeah, I've got to say, I've got a bit of the sort of the post-Commonwealth blues. Uh, nothing better than good track and field. Nothing better to see a black singlet and a silver fern. Absolutely right. Uh, and I've enjoyed the panel this morning too. Thank you for your contribution, Mark Watson, and to you, uh, Aidan McLaughlin. Go out and enjoy that glorious Hawks Bay day. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.